Uh, Mike Maxwell is right here. I am. So I was explaining to Mike, as we were starting to get organized here, in front of Los Two Amigos in Rolling Meadows, I was explaining that last week, as we did our Facebook live stream, the Boost Mobile Facebook live stream, I accidentally hit something that caused lightning bolts to shoot out of everyone's eyes and mouths. And I was looking around, I'm like, can I reproduce that? I accidentally went live with stars coming out of Mike's I feel face. like I'm a Lisa Frank folder. I don't know. I don't know how to make this stop. So, I look normal. Uh, you have no one will know what you look like. You have goofy, well, go- googly eyes and starry eyes. Protects my suburban. Are you lo- offended? My suburban celebrity status. No, I'm. I, I, I hope I'm, I didn't ruin this for you. Uh, I've never been on Facebook Live, so this this is, is an good. awful way to this... start. This is an awful way to start. Uh, so you are Mike Maxwell. We're just going to roll with this. Sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, you are Mike Maxwell. Mike Maxwell, you are a comedian. Uh, this podcast, this episode here in scenic Rolling Meadows, sponsored by Boost Mobile. In fact, I didn't realize this when I planned this. There's a Boost Mobile right next door. That's good. That's if it were open right now, I'd say let's just go there and hang out. That's how much fun you can have there. It's not open right now. Maybe we'll come back tomorrow. Yeah. It's Car Con Carne. Okay, so we are in front of this place. The reason people always ask, well, how do you pick the places you go to? Usually it's real simple. I ask my guest, hey, where do you live? And then I go on Google Maps and I say, search nearby. This is what I ended up with. Have you been here before? I've not. I've driven driven by it a number of times. All right. It's a little empty on a Tuesday night. They're more of a delivery restaurant. I can feel I can that. I can see that. Okay. Although I haven't seen a delivery person come in or out of here. It's because they're so busy. They're, they're delivering regularly. That's know. exactly it. Uh, now, we're in a strip mall here. There's a lovely Boost Mobile next door. Uh, pawn shop, a couple doors down. I'm not going to lie. Oh, look. I've got the googly eyes and the stars now. I think anyone who's talking gets them. Oh, this is great. Hello. <laughs> okay. Um, I got here a little early. It's it's a chronic issue of mine. I, I can never be late anywhere. Um, but as I was waiting, the people walking by were vaguely predatory. Like, they'd walk by the car, and then they'd stop. They'd look in. And it wasn't like, oh, fun, they must be recording a podcast. It was a, hmm, what can that guy do for me? Right. Well, so, I think this is the rough part of town. Is it? Okay. They Confirmed. Yeah. I mean, there's only one brunch, you know, place on this road. So. Only one brunch place. Yeah. Okay, so Mike Maxwell, comedian. We got tacos. We got, we each got Trace tacos, and they smell really good. Okay, so I got the Pastor tacos. Ooh. Yeah, see, lots of cilantro yeah. and onion. And hello, Bobby Willis. Hello, Neil Parker. Thank you for watching. Uh, I went with the steak. Really, I just went with the cilantro with a hint of steak. So Yeah, there's, there's a ton of cilantro in here, isn't there? Yeah. We also have Haritos, the Pina Haritos, which are a delight. Am I the top and you're the bottom, so to speak? Whichever, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, now, did you just call did you just call Little Spoon? I, I did. Now I, I'm careful, like you are known as a clean comedian. Yeah. That, that's that's your thing, that's your billing. Yeah. Is this is it a religious thing? Is it an eth- ethical thing or just a this is my niche thing? Um, I think it, it's a niche thing. It's not a not a religious thing. I haven't really. I'm like, I'm like afraid to swear around you. No, you can swear. You can swear. I uh, I swear a lot off stage. Um, no, I just you know I I grew up watching a lot of Seinfeld, and then 
the first club showcase I did um, was Zany's, and Bert would always talk about how. Wait, that was the first club showcase you did. Um, well, my first open mic was Barrel of Laughs in Oklahoma, but my first and was cl- it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, maybe I got like two laughs. Um, but Bert would Bert would preach about like if you're if you're gonna hang in there and you know clean clean gets makes the green or whatever his rhyme was. Um, that took about nine years to pay off, but yeah, it's a hard slog. It is. Um, I don't know. I still, I still talk about adult stuff. I just don't drop. I basically just don't swear or drop f bombs. You know, so like I still talk about like having kids and all that other stuff. So parenting has to make it easier to be a comedian because you have you have material pouring in every day, pretty much. Yeah, they say when you um, when you have a kid, you get another twenty, and that's true. My first mm-hmm. kid definitely got me 15 to 20, and I enjoy still doing that. I still do that as, like, the middle of my set, and um, I try to make it as kind of crowd-friendly as possible, but it's best for parents, but it's still observational enough for uh, people who can't stand kids. This is really spicy. Hmm. This is really spicy. Oh, we have citrus, though. What's that? We've got salsas. I, I got the green. Do you need more? No, I don't. I'd be insane to put anything spicy on this. This is so hot. I'm vaguely uncomfortable. All right, so how are your steak tacos? Uh, they're good, you know. Um, 100% better than Taco Bell. But Taco Bell isn't Mexican food. No. It, it is its own class, and I am a huge fan of a $5 box of food. That, that's the best deal in town. But we're doing the most difficult thing, which is tacos in the car. Mm-hmm. Mine are falling apart. This is not glamorous. I did like, as I was telling you, I did like a few shows on the road this weekend. You were nonstop on the road. Um, I'm a, you yeah, were like, my weekends are pretty busy. Yeah, I was in Grand Rapids, then home, then Fort Wayne. and I eat All in a, one weekend. All in one weekend. And I eat a lot in the car. Um, pizza's easy. Sandwiches are easy. The big slices of pizza are easy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tacos are an arrogant move. Um <laughs> But I can get away with a cheesy gordita crunch, but those soft shells spill everywhere. No, don't do Taco Bell in the car. You'll be hungry. You'll grab that Doritos shell. Yeah. And you'll want to eat it, and you'll think, oh, if I hold it sideways, maybe I can avoid it. But nope. The shredded lettuce and tomato is bound for your chest. Yeah. All right, so we're we're eating. My mouth is, no joke, aflame because this pastor is super hot. We're slowly making it through these tacos. Yeah. Uh, When did you start? What was the what was the first gig? You did an open mic. My first stand up was in college. I um, we were at my college was uh, Ripon College in Wisconsin, up in like the Fond du Lac area. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the old uh, Johnny B ground. Uh, that's right. From, um, but um, there was a variety show coming up. But we ran out to the first. I went to the the movie theater, and I was doing um, just making comments about the slides. You know, before the show. And then my friends are like, oh, they're, you know, they're laughing and all that. And they're like, oh, you should do the variety show. You should do some stand-up. I'm like, I've never done stand-up. I've done acting and stuff. I was like, no. I'm like, you should do it. It's ripping. You're safe. Nothing will happen. So I signed up. And on Sunday night the, before the show, I did the rehearsal, went out there. And they had, like, 
the the group that was putting it on had like everybody there, so there's actually like thirty people at the rehearsal, which doesn't sound like a much of your, sound like a bunch if you're listening, but it is. It's a lot of yeah. people if you're gonna run through something for the first time, right? And so like I had practiced it by myself or whatever, and I brought my notebook on stage and I was running my jokes, and I was getting nothing. I you had was, your notebook on stage. Well, it was a run through. It was a yeah. you know, rehearsal. Uh-huh. Hey, don't be critical. And uh, and so I and so I ate it, and it was. I was in the middle of the joke, and I remember specifically, going, like having a transition. I go, and I'm gonna just stop now and go home and write new jokes. I'm gonna see you guys later. <laughs> and I didn't even stop for anything. I just like hightailed it out of the oh my god the, the building, went back down to the quads, told my roommate that I just ate it, and he goes, okay, that's uh, so what are you gonna do? I go, ah, uh, I'm gonna start with new jokes, and then. Um, <laughs> From Sunday through Thursday, I wrote new stuff. He had me practice. There was no open mics in, in rural Wisconsin. I went up on that Friday night, and, and I killed it. Um, you know, nervously killed it. But I, if I if I ate shit two, two times in a row, I probably would have stopped. So. But, I mean, that's you're going to have nights when, you're, when you bomb. I mean, even as oh, long yeah. as you've been doing it at this point. Totally. My, my wife goes, you know, she always asks me, how was the show? I go, it ranges from, like, this is it. This is the dream. This is everything it's supposed to be. To I'm a hack. It's work. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's work telling jokes, and you know, you hear comics talking. This probably applies much less to you, but weird environment to be doing stand-up in. The climate, the the, the social atmosphere. Things seem more taboo now. Oh, everybody is butt puckers up on anything. And because I'm a I'm a clean comic, people think I'm going to roll out a bunch of church jokes. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I'm still PG-13, so I still talk about sex and I still talk about questionable things like homophobia or racism or um, poverty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I find different filters to put it through, and and I still I mean it, I know that I'm playing with fire in that regard yeah. because they think that they're getting a little bit of a a soft show, but I'm still I'm still out there kicking uh, their shins a little bit. So it's yeah, like some of the, the most basic stuff that I've been doing for a few years has gotten a little bit more puckered response because isn't that interesting? Yeah, because now people go to shows to get offended. It's like it's the equivalent of going to NASCAR to watch a crash. You're like, I'm going to go watch a comedy show, not just to have a good time. That's the healthy thing. But some people go to a show to get offended so they can have outrage and get all uppity and. That's certainly my impression. You or that, Facebook that's, you or... that's why I asked. That, that's certainly my impression. And it may, adds to the challenge of what you do. When you read a room like that, does that incense you to go harder with that stuff or do you pull back? It depends what's on the line. Um, so if it's like, um, if it's one of the corporate shows I'm doing, I won't push too much. But if I'm doing like a showcase or like I did a show I often get a lot of these shows you know on the road at like the the Moose Lodge or the Elks Lodge or one of those things and sometimes they're 30s up to 60s and normally they're kind of a good beer drinking crowd who wants Mm -hmm. to have a good time but I did one recently and they kind of puckered up and you just have to call them out like why the hell are you here right you know like relax this is like I understand, half of you are you know should be in bed by now but let's finish up the show and it's your night out yeah have a cocktail. Loosen up. Loose, yeah, they're pouring stiff drinks. Just relax and drink the Southern Comfort, all right? Exactly. Uh, l- let's talk a little bit about Anti-Boss. What is that? So I wrote a one-man show where 
the premise is to do a mock new hire orientation. I, I'm a comedian, but I've been in corporate America for like 13, I don't know, what am I, 15 years. I'm used to trying to screen out people's red flags and people's kind of lies on their resume and stuff like that. So I felt like I should flip the script and call out the lies that companies say to potential employees. Oh my God, this so, is perfect. Yeah. So the first day on the job, what, you know, everybody makes a drastic life change, you know, changing jobs is a pretty big decision. And I wrote a show where I, the, the tagline is it's the most honest first day of work you'll ever have. <laughs> and so we go through everything we do. Well, this is such a great idea. Okay, go ahead. So go, th- they if you walk in immediately, the show starts and nobody knows it. You walk in after you get your ticket or you pay, and there's a table with the name tag, which all the name tags have stereotypes in the office from dipshit to ass kisser <laughs> to diva, queen bee, baby Huey, child of Christ, functional alcoholic, you know, just a whole child list of, of them. Like anybody that, like, mm-hmm. depending what kind of people you have in your office. And then I've got a table of bagels and cream cheese, even at night, for people to have. And Of course, because that's what you do on the first day. First day, day you got to yeah. carb up and... Uh, and then they sit down, and, and people don't know that it's slightly, uh, it's you know, pitched as slightly interactive. So I have some improv moments. We do um, two truths and a lie, which is the worst ice breaking thing you could ever do at a job, where you call somebody out to say something about themselves, and they find two of the most boring things about themselves to say to their new coworkers. Um, but then I go through all the stuff. Like uh, we do a, a a virtual tour, so I walk through all the departments, talk about the policies, sexual harassment. Um, and then I give a very real outlook on how things are with the company now that they're in and what's going to happen when, when the shit hits the fan. And who See, I, I'm, I'm starting to like break out in a sweat. I'm getting anxious listening to this. All right, so th- this concept, anti-boss, what's next for it? Um, we'll be at the, I'll, be, I'll be at the Comedy Shrine February 2nd and 3rd. Um, so I've done... It started at Chicago Fringe Fest. The Chicago Reader gave it a real good review. Um, that was a couple years back. I've had it um, at the Comedy Shrine, Improv Playhouse recently, and the Whip Theater in Chicago. Um, and so we're going back to the Shrine. Um, and that had, I had one of the highest turnouts ever at the Shrine. I think I had like 50 or so people on one of the shows, which is great. It's a show yeah. that I, I've done a show. I've done the show for you know a small crowd of 15 or so, but... The more people there, the 30 to 50 is the sweet spot for the show because it's a it's a total vibe of feeding off the energy of just how people feel about work. And even though you put in a full work week, uh, this is a very cathartic or <laughs> therapeutic show. I, I love the concept, and it's something I mean everyone gets it. Yeah, thanks. I, I think every department is lampooned. Um, I pulled the reins back on HR the first go around. That was a little harsh, um, but yeah, it, everybody gets mocked. It's a very self-deprecating uh, kind of show. So um, if you if it's perfect for anybody who's ready to laugh at themselves or at least drink their week away. Perfect. So now, Mike, I, now when I talk, that's your cue to like scramble and eat okay. food. I, I, that's how I do it. Like I'll ask a question, then when the guest starts answering, I'll, I'll scramble to shove food down my mouth. Uh, it's it's a tricky balance. It's a it's a give and take here in the mm-hmm. car. Um, and I've, I've already spilled all over. I've got napkins on the floor. I can't actually reach them because there's a microphone in front of me. Um, there's always a little bit of cleanup yeah. required after after one of these. Last time I saw you was at Brookfield Zoo. I was doing an event for The Loop. Now, I hadn't seen you probably for like two years, not since Uptown Underground. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. You know how when you see someone and you're not expecting to see them and they're out of context and you don't recognize them right away? I'm so embarrassed, but that's what happened when I saw you 
Well, it's fine. I get it. You're rock and roll man. You know. Well, no, no excuse. <laughs> um, but I, you're like Mike Maxwell. I'm like, oh my god. So I felt bad. But it was an interesting day. You were emceeing a Ford event. Ford is in the automotive automaker, um, and you were kind of like the guy in Mike, telling people, you know, come on over, look at these cars, look at these great deals. And you interviewed a couple of Chicago Bears there. Like I was standing a, uh, under a tent handing out Scorpions tickets, and you're hanging out with the Bears, like 10 feet away from Yeah, you. that was cool. It was the best corporate show I've ever done, and also the hardest, because I was there for 10 hours in 90-degree heat. Oh, my God, that was the hottest day. It was the worst. Like, I got there, like... And this uh, was in September. It was scalding hot. Yeah, it was the when the Bears played the Steelers that weekend, so that was, like, week three or four. And, um, yeah, I interviewed Akeem Hicks, who was one of the coolest dudes ever. I'm... Like, more than a... Like, he's so cool. Um, and then Richard Dents and um, one more of the Bears from uh, the 85 team. So, um, that was cool. They were super cool. The fans were there. They were cool. There were people decked out in, like, all this bear, like, a paraphernalia. And I was but like, you're a sports nerd, right? It yeah. Was- I was just like, this kid... I remember this kid was wearing... Bears flannel pajamas, long sleeve shirt, like and again, the Bears. It's, it's had, one million degrees outside. Yeah, it was like ninety five degrees, and there was not a breeze. No, and I was like, how is this kid not passed out next to the trucks? I bought two ICs that day. I never buy ICs. Yeah, but I it saw them. There. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you like interviewing? Do you like do, doing the interview? It was it was fun. Um, they you could tell that a non Politely, I'll say the non-sports person wrote the questions. Uh-huh. Like, oh, so you had like a script. They gave me like a binder that had like okay. twelve questions, and I looked at them. I was like, okay, I get what you're getting at. Like, what do you think the other team's thinking? How are you going to prepare? Who are you trying to stop? Like all this. Like every time I watch a sports interview, I go, please stop asking these questions. And then I got to ask them. It was so good to be part of the cookie cutter. So, but you went off the grid a little bit. Mm-hmm. I went off the grid with Akeem because we, we were waiting to go up, and we were sitting in. I have a picture on my fan page of um, me and Hakeem, but it was a, an F-250, which is the midsize truck, and we look like we're in the back of a like a Jeep Wrangler, because uh, he's huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so we're walking up there, I was talking about playing, you know, the Bears on Madden and all that stuff, being a fan, and we go up there, and then I start asking him regular questions that they have scripted, and then... I started asking him about like who he wants to tackle or what I think he or I no I remember I asked him so I'm like so how many times do you think you're gonna hit you know lay a hit on Roethlisberger or something like that and he was like and he responds and he he gets that I was like into like hearing him ready to cream the guy right and uh, so he finishes the interview and he goes off and does a bunch of photos and you know the, the crew was really nice and they're like hey that was good good job uh, by the way um, it'd be great if you could just stay on script <laughs> I was like. Message received. Got it. Crystal okay. crystal clear. I will. Uh, I I got it. I will reel it back in. <laughs> I will reel it back in. I will interview them like they're on the Lions. Let's do it. So so as we're recording this, it is, we're recording this on December 5th. Um, this past weekend, the Bears officially taken out of any playoff consideration. <laughs> oh, just last week? <laughs> well, it's official <laughs> yeah. as of Sunday. Yeah. Um, are you one of those Bears fans that screams at the TV, or are you kind of a like a more of a silent rager. I'm a silent rager and I I I I want them to I they'll be good in 3 years. Um so That's what I keep saying about the White Sox. Yeah, yeah. 2020 is going to be great That's for Chicago gonna sports. Uh-huh. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, I'm a silent rager. I think that, you know, um man, they they're just rough this year. But they're like Fox is gone. 
It's he's gone, and I could yell at some of the guys. I wish Jordan Howard would get a little bit more uh, attention because I had him on my fantasy league, and he was <laughs> kind of spotty. So, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth behind it all. Is I had like I knew going into this season, I that they weren't going to win more than you know five or six games. Yet I still get like half homer on my roster and have like two or three bears. And you're <laughs> wondering why you're going to miss the fantasy playoffs. So uh-huh. you're a homer. Yeah. All right, Mike Maxwell. I think you're very funny, very entertaining. Um, you gave the information earlier on the Facebook live stream, but tell us again where can we find you? Oh, um, on the I'm over at Josephine's Martini Bar in a couple weeks, which I believe is. If you on, like martinis and you like comedy, yeah, here you go. This is it. It's in I'm, I'm going to talk slowly. I'm going to fill as you pull it up on your phone. Uh, yes, on the 21st in Villa Park, I'll be at Josephine's uh, Martini Bar. And then in January on the 19th, I'll be at Shakers downtown. Well, I should say on the north side. Awesome. And we'll, we'll keep an eye on you. I think it's going to be a great year for you. I think so, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you have a great holiday. Thank you. Thanks for eating tacos with me. Thank you. Gracias. For the tacos. I, I guess it's De more, nada. 